my G's up in SYD So you gotta know about me Got fans in an MLB Shout out to the Sydney scene Let you slip on the special K Saturday I'm live like fame Rappers on the Z smoking on the J They try to press but don't hear play Got me feeling high a lot, I'm Kenard Trying to be rich like I'm Benard Fucking up, they got the link like Senar Got my boys on the search press center Got a baddie shoe party with the temper Then they gotta win the South by Enter Just like the way I twist it and bent up But for days is it gonna be a bender I bring the sound You know what time it is baby boys and girls It's tea, tremendous time Gather round, gather round Find somewhere comfy, push someone out of the way Sit on them It's tremendous time guys, in your ears We have Maca 47 24-7 We've played his music here before, and it's a brand new song, a brand new album coming at you from Sydney artist Maca 47 to 24-7, also known as Spaghetti Blender. We're also here with our gorgeous co-host, Thomas Whitcomb. Good afternoon. I feel like I need to, to you know, really balance things out from the real hood entrance to that. That is a, a whole new experience for me. I can't relate to anything in that song. <laughs> I know. There were like two or three things and you just like, if you had kids, you'd be covering their ears right now. <laughs> you started covering your own. We've got to go to church. We've we got to go confess. I don't go, I mean, like, I don't go enough, but uh, we don't, we, I can tell by that song, we don't go enough. <laughs> Guys, how are we doing? How is the week treating you? Are you listening in the morning? sipping your coffee are you finishing the day sipping a brew either way we're happy that we are here with you um we've got a couple things here for you today uh we're not going to touch on any of the food stuff i don't think so we'll, we'll, we'll let that you, simmer wait, down. So the money as the money as the money comes through let's just talk about another episode otherwise it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna spiral into a childish argument again. yeah very possible <laughs> have you had any feedback from that i've had one piece of feedback from a uh, long time listener frequent collaborator jim who had all the bigfoot facts and loves to wear dungarees i love jim yeah uh and he he was uh very much insulting me for taking the loss like a little girl but uh <laughs> that's, what it's, that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's right yeah exactly in tremendous fashion elliot came through but uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about some other stuff, just debriefing the week. Oh, and here was an idea we had, because yeah. we were talking about last week, like number of gigs. Mm-hmm. I, I would We, we kind of really discussed this, like some kind of gig counter, some kind of yeah. like, maybe it's a, oh, a gig comp. Gig comp, how many gigs a month? Loser has to provide beers for the next month of podcasts. Oh, I don't hate that at all. That's pretty good. I, I almost want the stakes to be a little bit higher, but I do like the fact that we can have a soft competition on top of our heavy competition. Oh yeah, I've got yeah, I've got an idea for uh, and just keep our relation very contentious, very, very <laughs> contentious at all times. <laughs> uh, so all right, well we'll have to kick off in, in March. We both get a fresh start. But how many gigs for you this week? Uh, which is actually it's to- tomorrow. Is it the twenty eighth today? Okay. Um. So well, to, to this week. Uh. uh let me see. I did, um, I did five by Wednesday. Wow! And then I just got a hit up by Mark David and asked to do the weekend. So I'm going to do Friday, Saturday. So I have nice. the, um, seven done. Yeah, nice. Got eight. Got Ooh! Eight. But this is all trial run. This stage, this is this is uh, this is preseason. Yeah, yeah, you're blowing your wad early though, because I'm a I'm a consistent fucker. I'm like uh, I'm like Ron Jeremy, the Hedgehog. I'm going to fuck all night. <laughs> what is that a, a reference to? Well, <laughs> our older fans, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, you, what is it, did Ron Jeremy have a thing about? What, why was he the hedgehog? Well, he's obviously not a good looking guy. His, his dick was pretty big, but um, I'm pretty sure that he was known for uh, being able to just keep going. Oh, okay. He just kept shooting and uh, was like, um, how bad would be, how bad would being a porn star be? 
It'd be the worst job. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Like, I mean, I really, I love the movie, The Boogie Nights. Have you seen Oh, it? it's amazing. It's I love Boogie Nights. One of my favorite movies. I put it on all the time. But by the end, I'm almost like, turn this part off. Because this is the depressing part it where gets the cocaine really, goes yeah, away. That's so true. It's, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. Like, as soon as <laughs> yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, the, the empire starts crumbling. I'm like, that's not what I'm watching. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I back wanna, to the girls in bikinis. I know. And then you have to watch them learn a lesson. And you're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like the start of the porn industry. Yeah, if you can do a little bit of porn and then get out and have no one ever watch that porn, <laughs> you, you're killing it. <laughs> you're yeah, we all those movies should just be like Benjamin Button. Let's just get all of the all of the repercussions out of yeah, the way early, let, and let let's me, end with the parties. I'll do granny porn early, have a great time, <laughs> and no one will recognize me by the time my wrinkled body stretches out. Uh, no, but I was like, every time I've heard about, oh, have you ever seen that Louis Theroux thing about uh, porn stars? Do you like mm. Louis Theroux? I love him, but I haven't um, watched much of his work, and I have not seen that. Oh, there's this one. So it's it's called the yeah the Land of Porn Stars or something, and he's talking to this one guy who was a very very straight guy that the only way to make money in porn as a guy is well unless you're like one of the very very top guys is to do gay porn to do gay porn and he's just like the life is completely drained from his eyes like his mouth says everything's fine everything is not fine oh that is so <laughs> awful dude. so bad that is horrendous yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah there's no the, the the value of dick in porn is just so low <laughs> yeah no it's just, just supply and demand everyone's yeah. got one. it's like trying to trade dirt to like gold miners <laughs> just like, i have lots of this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I hope you out <laughs> i also saw this other documentary actually quite like this it's called generation wealth it's on amazon i think um and it's this documentarian who goes back and goes through a whole bunch of different things that she's done over these but one of them was with this specific porn star and she talks about her claim to fame was she was in the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's largest bukkake. Oh. It was like a hundred years old. And apparently she got salmonella afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, uh, we have only seen this in bat droppings. <laughs> We've never seen an infection we, like oh, this. We never should have done that bukkake in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that bat woman and that cat girl's theme really got uh, ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with it. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So, okay, let's go. Let's look back. I think my gigs this week, so I, as I said, I did eight. They all went fine, I think, is kind of... Although there was one moment, there was just, like, this guy at one of the gigs. Like, it was... Uh, the MC, Michelle Azevedo, who did a phenomenal job. I love Michelle. Michelle. She's excellent. But she was very much like, it was a tiny crowd and she was very much going out of her way to make them a part of it and bring them in, which was great for her. Not good for me because I have nothing to say to those people. Because <laughs> they have to look me in the eye. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad at crowd work. I can't like go off script at all. And this guy said one thing and I just leapt down his throat. And that <laughs> just made him indignant and started answering back to me. And I said, <laughs> I, I stopped and I was like, guys, just so you know, some comedians, uh, like it when you you like talk to them not me shut the fuck up good boy <laughs> good boy <laughs> there's like seven people in this very well lit room and they were like well we're not listening to the next six minutes <laughs> oh my god I told someone to shut the fuck up this week um, I said you either sit there uh, and shut the fuck up or you laugh that's your job and um the audience laughed and they were on my side, but the comedians in the back were like, that was very close. <laughs> <laughs> he almost ruined all of our nights. <laughs> what gig was that? Uh, it was Seizures um, Bondi Spring Street oh, yeah, Social yeah, 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 yeah. on Tuesday night. Okay. So uh, you, you you sent me a message about a couple, one night in particular of your gigs, but you refused to elaborate because you wanted to share with the people tremendous. Tell us oh. all about it. Tell us about, was it Wednesday night? Yeah, Wednesday night. I mean, look, this, I'm not going to tell you anything that you haven't experienced with a bad gig, but like what I will... Never had one. Yeah. You know what it's like? Yeah, Sounds bad. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. You lived through me. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, no, no. What I did was I went on Wednesday. I'm on, as you guys listened to the last uh, podcast, I'm, I'm bubbling. I'm feeling good. This train is rolling. 
And then on Wednesday night, I was double derailed with, <laughs> with two gigs. <laughs> the first one wobbled and, and, and the passengers were like, what was that? <laughs> this is supposed to be Elliot's Smooth Ride uh, Express. And then the it went right off the rails with the second one. So the first one was at Soul Trap, um, which is right next to Central. Um, in uh, Yeah, and right next to Central. And the audience is always very tense. Like they've got like their briefcases right next to them. They're still in their work clothes because they've walked down from the city. It's an early starting gig. The sun's still up. And they. I feel like they're still in the, like they think that they're still in their office. I, I want to tell one story about sort of very quickly that I heard secondhand, but Sean Smith, uh, I guess now friend of the podcast in a way you had, you had some beef at once upon a time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good now. let's keep in mind. They, Sean Smith is non-binary. Let's all make, let's keep each other accountable because I'll get I that just, wrong. I just learned that now. So they, there you go. Yeah. Didn't you see she jumped down your throat on Instagram? I just did it. They jumped down your throat on Instagram about it. No, they jumped down my throat about something completely no, different. No, 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 no. Because you, you well, said, maybe it's check out, she's great. And then they reposted it with your thing crossed out and said, they are great. Oh shit. I didn't see that actually. <laughs> um, I just thought that, um, oh, I did see that. I did see that, get it? and I thought that that was she was saying me and you are great. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought that she was saying like they're great. She's like, no, I'm not great. We're great, buddy, and put her arm around me. No, no, no. <laughs> she We're was, saying she was, I'm great. You're a bigot. So she, is what <laughs> she corrected my comment. They, they corrected. Damn it! <laughs> she, they corrected my my just positive response and but, slap me in the face for it. But Sean is... We're is, back to beefing. Sean <laughs> is one of like the best dark comedians in Sydney comedy mm-hmm. in that they will just stick to their point to the death. Yeah. Like they, if they, if She's you aren't awesome liking what they're doing, they will stick to their guns like They's nothing awesome else. Pardon? They is awesome at that. They is awesome at that. They is awesome at that. And and uh, Sean was emceeing and kept using the uh, the f word in the set. Wait, and wait, the f word, the f word, and the uh, yeah that word. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and the r word, not fuck. The the yeah. Is she bi? Can she say that? They <laughs> is they bi? Can, and what? can they say that? I thought you meant. We have to cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is educational for everyone. No, 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 no. Because they, we'll, uh, make, we'll, we'll stumble out of love for them. You guys learn from this. I don't know whether they are. By, I don't know. Actually, it's not. Yeah, it's, you know what? It's not our audience's business. It's not our business. Anyway, I was just trying to figure out if she can get away with. They if they get can get away with, with saying that. Yeah, we'll get better at I this. I don't know, but <laughs> they kept saying, especially I think retard quite a lot. Okay, so look, <laughs> the, the the onus of this conversation is not on us. No, no, no. no, no. But uh, but, but the crowd. Fun. But like you say, it's a very business heavy crowd. <laughs> it's early. They're all still wearing their yeah, suits. They've tense. come they're really and they're tense. tense. And there's Sean up there, yelling retard at. Them at the top of their lungs, <laughs> and they are not liking it. Yeah. And uh, Sean goes, "I am not getting off stage until we get a round of applause for all the f words and r words out there, and refuse to leave unless everyone would clap it." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I don't know. I went back and forth between actually saying retard and just saying r word. I don't know whether I'm going to bleep myself or what. That's she- that's the beauty of being editor. I can make a call next week. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Uh- if you if you have to describe Sean, Thais is like um, <laughs> Thais is like Thais is like a mixture between Shanae O'Connor and the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean. Okay, but anyway, Soul Trap for you, Soul Trap. So you went there, stuffy crowd. Had a bar- had a, had a regular experience, and because it's, it's every comics experience there, I just kind of was like, I shook it off. I was like, 
All right, that's the first one. Uh, we're going to show them. But you know, even a bad gig before another gig is good because you, you're sharpening your sword. You're giving, making the mistakes first. It's almost like why warming up. It's like why you warm up before a, a big game and stuff like that, and, and play a couple of plays. You're like, all right, make mistakes here. We've made the mistakes here. Let's you know fix it up. Let's not do it on the field. So I go to this gig that I really care about. There are sh like five comedians that I really respect. There, like really, you know. Anyway, the. The stage is, it's a new room. It's in Redfern. Um, shout out. It's actually... Um, Sunshine Inn. Sunshine Inn. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Get a little great little gig there. But behind the gig is facing the audience. Behind the comedian and to the right is the door to the room. So once you walk into the room, you've got like, you know, 50 pairs of eyes on you. And the toilet's in the back. The comedian's just to the left of you. The comedian absolutely must address you as you walk in and be like, hey, how you doing? Do you welcome to the show? No matter where you are in your joke. Mm. And... So I'm up there and the comedians are in the back, like tucked in this tiny little corner. And I just get up there and I proceed to just continue, do a worse job than what I did at Soul Trap and just start eating so much dick. So, and, and I couldn't, I'm gotten really good at being present and being like, okay, what is happening? You don't like me, what, and you don't like me. And, but I got so in my head and was just staring behind my own eyes and was like, oh man, no one in the back respects me. <laughs> it's just like, this is the worst. And then I get off stage. I get a, I finish my stage. Like don't even, I don't get a laugh on the last joke. I'm just like, you guys clearly don't like me. I'm getting out of here. Uh, walk to the back of the room, grab my jacket, pretend like my heart's not crushed. And then I, the MC like runs up on stage and I realize, oh, you have to walk past everyone. And like, just oh, seeing, no. so instead of doing that, I just sit there for the, for the first, like for the next act and just like pretend like, don't make eye contact with anyone. Then just, I, I let my hair down so I look like a different person <laughs> and I run out the door. <laughs> I run out the door. When the, when the, when the MCJ comes up for the next act, I just run out the fucking door. Oh, and God. I just, bro, oh, I like, I just, I, it was like, you know, when you know, if you ever wake up, specifically when you wake up, wake up hungover and you know you did something stupid the night before and it just hurts. You're like, oh, God. what did I do that for? You wake up immediately. You're like, oh, great. More. Oh, pick up the feeling from last night. Like, <laughs> just immediately. It was like that for like two days afterwards. I was like, you oh. spaz, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. anyway, so the, tr the train's a little bit derailed. Hopefully we can put it back together with happy endings. Or maybe I'll just disrespect myself some more. Well, I don't know how you could possibly be derailed when you left me this voicemail with one. I'm going to play it and we'll. Uh, <laughs> maybe I need to listen to this to remember who I was. I think possibly. Saved voice messages received. The background of this is EJ will leave a voice with ideas for the podcast. This was one. On Tuesday, the 23rd of February. It was before the bomb. Tommy Transformer. Tommy Transformer. The only reason that's funny to me is because the idea of you saying roll out and being serious is hilarious. Where <laughs> so you like you're just fucking I don't know you, you're you're in the office and you're you're fucking water cooler doing your one liners or whatever the fuck you do <laughs> and uh, and then you're just like oh that, that, that was a great joke by me anyway guys roll out uh, that's pretty funny to me um, I was gonna say hey, listen to this I have an idea for a little event maybe a little competition <laughs> that you and I could have I call it I'm not really sure what I'm calling it but I'm calling it hair curling. Hair curling. Hair curling. Hair curling. As in H-A-I-R curling. The C-U-R-L-I-N-G as in like the Olympic sport curling sort of thing. So what it is, is you start with like a relative, like the same sort of density and length of hair at the top of a tile in the shower, right? So the, the, the tiles in the shower are wet from like a shower, you know, whatever. And then you put a hair right next to each other on top 
of the like in the highest point in the shower, like on the roof, on the tiles. And then with like a little toothbrush. It was like a little toothbrush and a bucket of water. You dip the toothbrush in the bucket of water and you like in a curling like sort of like a sweeping motion, you curl the curly head down a tile. Like you just like you're using the toothbrush to sweep just in front of the part of the hair as it droops it or like, you know, slides down the tiles. And uh, whoever can get their curly hair down to the bottom wins heckle 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 heckle. Um let me know what you think. <laughs> to return oh the call. What am I speaking to I a fucking n- can and a string? Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is that fucking idea? Do you stand by it at this stage? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> it's called hair curling. I, I get the concept. I don't know. For the audience, the, I, I'm such a bad explainer of things. The more I listen to myself explain things, the, the more I understand how bad I am. But okay, so what it is, the hair curling... <laughs> I, don't think, I honestly think I fully understand the concept. I was I just, just saying it for the audience, just in case the audio wasn't good enough. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so we take two hairs of the same length or des- density, that you can decide whatever, put them at the top of a shower tile, like at the in- on top of a um, shower tile on a wall inside of a bathroom. So they're at the same uh, height. And then with a wet toothbrush and a bucket... In a curling, like sweeping motion, you brush just in front of the hair so that it, like, you know, has the moisture that it needs to slide down the tile. And whoever can get their hair to the bottom first wins hair curling. It's hair curling. <laughs> it's just, it's just such a baffling idea. It's <laughs> such a confused, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is a revolution. This is a million dollar idea. Yeah, at least a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Did you have any, so we kind of talked last time about we needed more kind of competitive aspects between you and I. I wouldn't say need. Because oh, um, our juicy personalities are enough, <laughs> apparently. Um, but, um, okay, well, we, cool. could, we could use. Did you Have you had any? I had one idea that I think you might like. I haven't come up with anything yet, um, but when I do, it'll be fun. Okay. This might or might not work. I think... I don't know. I like the idea though. What if we we pick a night that there's lots of sport on? All right, mm-hmm. like the NRL season started. There might be like Premier League on that night. There might be other stuff. We both go to a pub at the same time and at we're together, and we withdraw like fifty bucks each, and we have until the end of the night to gamble that money in whatever way we choose to make as much back as possible. <laughs> Less than $50. If you don't break even, that's automatic disqualification. You've got to make more than 50 bucks. Yep. Whoever has the most money at the end of the night wins. So I could even play a game of dice out back if it's on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know like, I'm, I'm already thinking I'm going to leaving $10 in my pocket to hit pokies. If, uh, you're a pokies kind of guy because you're a pleb. And uh, you don't use your brain when it comes to gambling. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I like the I like the colors and lights. What can I say? They <laughs> they stimulate me very much. <laughs> Wait, no, no. I I like this a lot, but I do see so many Tom loopholes for you to win this. Like, uh, setting up people with like, you know, what do you think I'm gonna dodge the games? NRL or something? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to start match fixing to win this, but to make you sell pictures. And the, no, and the loser has to sell $20 worth of pictures of their feet. I'm down. Um, Maybe we can pay somebody to film uh, you and I separately for the night. So also, we're do- I was thinking we'd be at the same pub. Yeah, I mean, at the same pub, but what mm-hmm. if I want to be on the, po- what if you want to be on the pokies and I want to be on like, you know, and here's we should other- even do it this is at the start maybe. I was thinking that at the sports bar at the start, that could be good. Like, yeah, we could go. You can make it a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or you could also. Oh no, you can do that. Um, but do you think like do we have to? Do we tell each other 
what we're amount we're on, or is that secret until the end of the night? Secret until the end. Ooh, but okay. we can just talk shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you and I can yeah. show up in suits, like tuxedos. Oh, I like, like that. Like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And we just like, we just like $150. But I like that, okay, if we start with like- <laughs> You just slowly <laughs> elevate the amount. I'm a like degenerate, we're, dude. We're both <laughs> like $1,000. Look, I know how we can get out of this. If we get $250- okay. <laughs> We both sell our cars. <laughs> Hear me out. We need to have a conversation with our wives. <laughs> okay, so wives, um, you got something to tell us? <laughs> no, I just love her. <laughs> okay, so we got, I like the idea. If we go in there with a hundred dollars, then uh, if you come in with, at l- if you come in with at least fifty or sixty or something like that, then you still count. Fifty is the minimum. Oh, okay. So you can afford to lose fifty dollars precisely, mm. so that it, you can't go below fifty, but um, one hundred dollars is your stimulus. Sort of thing. Yeah, this is an interesting thing because I've been like thinking about one. like it's interesting like because you could just take like an easy bet just to get up and just plan on the other guy losing their money because yeah. oh yeah I see what you're saying well that's that would be your way of playing it <laughs> you pussy <laughs> is that what you're saying? well actually that look, well, maybe we can have the fans actually offer some rules because there may be some more um, betting literate people out there that uh, can help us out with um, the. What, what should be the parameters? And yeah, things that okay. Got if you, right you've got any builds, any thoughts about what can and can't be uh, be done in this bet? I like the idea of the star because that means we could do gambling, like we could do games of chance. We could we do can roll, go we big do... with the outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't. And well, no one's going to do that at a pub. You can, but you'll be looked at. <laughs> you'll be stared at. <laughs> you'll be looked at at the star as well. Have you ever been to the star? It's the most. Any casino you go to, you think it's going to be Ocean's Eleven, but it's just <laughs> like divorced dads. Everywhere. No, I, I don't ever spend too much time. I think I've been there on a couple of birthdays when I was like eighteen or something. Yeah. Okay. Always put it on red. Always lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm either gonna have the best night tonight or it's over right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always over. Yeah. All right. Mm. Should we? Any any other thoughts before we cut for the first? No, that little enthusiastic uh, 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 tells me that it's an. Be right back. This podcast is not brought to you by Gatorade. Gatorade was created in 1965 by the University of Florida. The jocks of the football team beat up the nerds of the science faculty one last time to help them develop a drink that would help hydrate the football team, the Florida Gators, quicker than any other team in the division. And hence, Gatorade was created. Gatorade is the perfect way to get a blast from the past to a time when you actually thought that you might make the pros. Crack open a fresh Gatorade now to help remind you that those days are truly over with you don't deserve that raise apple. Life is passing you by banana. And I don't think my partner respects me Mandarin. Gatorade. I think I'll just have a Coke. So I've got a little story for us this week. Um, guys, it, it, it stretches back to last year when I was, uh, you know, I got very close to when you, you're thinking you're living your dreams. You know what I mean? Was this last year? Was it... I'm trying to think because last year was obviously a bit of a write-off. Was actually, it? Yeah, fuck. Actually, yeah, maybe I fucked up. I've got to get the date wrong. I've got to get the date right. Anyway, look, we'll, I'll, we'll post um, a video associated with it. It's when I got to participate in LA, California's uh, Kill Tony. Explain Kill Tony. I don't know. I imagine some people probably have heard of it, but I guarantee not. most of our listeners do not know what Kill Tony is. It's this massive podcast in LA that runs out of the Comedy Store. Uh, and they, the world famous comedy store, and what they do is they have a uh, comedian Tony Hinchcliffe and his band, which play a bunch of different characters each week. Sometimes they're cat burglars, sometimes they are, you know, artists or something like that, and they'll just play characters. And they're also a band, so they'll be on stage the entire time. And what they offer is everybody can put their name into a bucket. All these comedians, random people, homeless, whatever, can put their name <laughs> into a bucket. And if their name is pulled out of the bucket, they get one minute to come up on stage and do a minute of comedy in front of a full packed house at the comedy store. And then afterwards, 
Tony Hinchcliffe, the band, and then one to two guests after, uh, one to two guests on the show that day. Oh, we've got a phone call? We've got a phone call into the hotline. We... Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll, we'll take this. Hello, you're on the uh, tremendous hotline. Who, who are we speaking to? Uh, this is Otis speaking. Ah, this CEO is... CEO of uh, Bondi Cleaning Co. Co-director. Co-director, we're both... Uh... I like to think of myself as lead director. <laughs> yeah, okay, well... Yeah, I get that vibe <laughs> from you, Otis. I think... Director Elliot's, one. Elliot's more of a junior vice president kind of guy. No, 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 no. Exactly. The, the Otis yeah. is I'm more... training him up. Otis is my co-director and also the DJ, the musician, the creator of the tremendous theme song uh, that we play every week by Otis James. <laughs> except, except this week. Except this week. Except this week. It's the tremendous now. theme song. That's what it's called. Um, well, it's, it's, it's called in. It's called in love. It's called in love. You guys just took my song and was like, "That's ours now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it belongs That's to you. Owe me a lot of money through this company. Yeah, so that track has like. <laughs> I mean, Elliot. That track has 17 plays and we have 16 episodes over. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, do yeah, the yeah. maths, all right? Yeah, I know. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two more plays and it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. So, uh, yeah, Otis, um, I, what have you called up for today? What do you, what, how can we, why are you wasting our time? <laughs> Frankly, I'm a bit disappointed of you guys tarnishing the good name of Bondi Cleaning Co. So just to be I clear, mean, are you talking about Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co? Um, I guess so. I guess that's what I'm talking about. So what do you mean? Like, what do you what, what what what's the problem? We've been we've been promoting it. We've actually gotten probably business through it. What what could be your problem? Well, I don't like this whole revenge co thing that what you've do, added on to the end. But Otis, this is your point of difference. There are a million cleaning companies out there. How many of them are run by junior vice presidents who routinely throw bricks through people's windows? <laughs> <laughs> what do <are> you? <laughs> Look, man, do we offer the best prices at a and a good service? Yes. Will My, we give you a discount if you book in two? We do. Yeah, we, we, we definitely do. do. We sure do. Will we do it with a smile? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Call me right now and get a free quote. Yeah, yeah, guys. Will, will we share videos of your disgusting apartment on social media? Yeah, we will. We Probably. will turn your shame into content. Not without permission from the client. Okay, I offered a discount. I earned that video. Okay, so How much of a discount did you offer for that video? $10. <laughs> and they're worth it. That's yeah. a lie. That is a blatant lie. What do you mean? You tell us your side of the story. It was, you're right. It was 15 Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just guessing it's a blatant lie. Yeah, that's no, a fair no, call, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a fair call. What did you oh, think about this whole one day cleaning co podcast um oh i think it's a really funny idea but a terrible business model is my <laughs> yeah first thought. i think it's a really great that's concept my... that i would never want my cleaner to start <laughs> that's why he's been so enthusiastic about it that's why he's been like yeah man get this off the ground it's a really <laughs> funny idea but it's so Bro, stupid <laughs> i'm just disappointed you don't give the support to elliot like you give him shit for being a cleaner then we want to branch out and do something new become a cleaner <laughs> and you mean just so much no, because the, Elliot trying to do something new is like, like you know what? What if I turn? I'm sick of being a cleaner. I'm gonna become a cleaner. <laughs> Wait, this sounds like we've talked about this before. We've never <laughs> talked about this. I've never shat on. I've never been like Tom is picking on. I'm me going about off the script here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I, to, be, to be fair, I don't outwardly give Elliot shit for being a cleaner, but I definitely think it. <laughs> yeah, okay. He doesn't make me feel just vibe I get from the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Tom shows a lot of love off the off mic. You know what? That's what everybody thinks who we clean around. They're like, we're better than you. Yeah, it's an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs>
It's so a strange power just, dynamic. Otis, you, you think I'm playing for a clean apartment. I'm paying for a feeling of superiority. Yeah, That's yeah. what the real value in that exchange is. Oh, my God. Yeah, Batman yeah. never really respected Alfred. <laughs> he was just sort of around. <laughs> um, you actually, this is this is a good uh, point. So, Otis, because you're so thrilled about the um, Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co., we might have some Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. t-shirts coming out soon. That's, uh, oh, that's no way. Hot off the press. A um, little bit of a spoiler. If you're interested in some Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. merch, please reach out. Yeah, Tom says maybe it's 100% coming out. What we have is a couple of prototypes for Tom and I, and we're going to post a couple photos, Tom and I, in them. Uh, maybe even give them out to a couple of lucky listeners that pass with that reach out to us after this podcast. If you reach out to us, um, uh, you know, we can probably put you in some sweet threads. Um, Elliot will come and clean your house for free. <laughs> yeah. Won't you, Elliot? I'll, I'll, I'll rip myself off for some good content. Why not? Um, but yeah, guys, we've got some Bondi. Dude, I don't know how I feel about these shirts floating around, man. <laughs> we only have to worry about uh, as many fans that we have uh, wearing the shirts um, wearing those shirts and uh, you well, know. Otis I'll happily sell you 14 of them at a very good price because we're only making 15 and I'm definitely keeping one I'm keeping oh, it oh beautiful I yeah, got yeah, some yeah. Chinese kid from Fiverr to make me the logo right, so cool. I'm not any, any last plugs that you want to give us maybe Otis before we uh, cut you off here get, get, get rid of me uh, I just want to say thanks for fucking playing my music Oh, bro. Show. Anytime, bro. Thank really you for, appreciate it. Thanks for letting us have the music. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're a no, fucking. No I wouldn't play it unless you're talented, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a pleasure to be within your proximity I, while I watch you grow. Thank you, man. I got some fresh bangers coming out. Maybe you guys can chuck on some of those Ooh, in the near future. Maybe a little premiere on the Tremendous Pod. Mark, yeah, actually, like that. Yeah, we, we, actually, I'm going to shout this out. We're going to do a Tremendous House. I don't think we've done, done this maybe an episode or two before. We're going to do the Tremendous House Party concert, which is uh, I'm going to be doing a house party at my place, and we're going to be doing. Um, a bunch Shout out of, to address Elliot. Yeah, why Virginia not? Um, Street, well, you should have to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seventeen. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of uh, acts that we played on the podcast, introing the show. Um, and one of those acts that are gonna be playing during the tremendous house party concert is Otis James Dingwall. Young honey, Otis James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sick. All right, Doozy, man. Well, I hear he's going to be opening Matt. and closing with the tremendous theme song. That's what I heard. <laughs> and so, uh, no, no, no promises. No promises. But we might have a, uh, a semi-gold Moldavian oh, no, appearance. No. I mean, look, they, we, I've hassled them. We've reached out to them. We haven't heard from them in a little while, but they're big. Yeah, we're going to have to put them Bro, in hotel quarantine. If you get them to feature weeks. on one of my tracks, that would be huge, yeah, man. I know, I know. A we're, little Moldana collab. We can all bro. dream. And I would dream yeah. that you call back again. Call us again and maybe not next week, maybe the week after. Whatever you feel like. But I think, okay. the, I think the people tremendous are going to like uh, Otis James calling the podcast Popping on a regular in. basis. So, yeah, uh, make it a segment. Don't get ahead of segment? Don't get ahead of yourself <laughs> right now. You, you want to be... Hey, if, I'm about to squeeze right in. If I give you anything, you're going to be the... We're the man, all right? <laughs> so just sit back, all right? All right, Otis James, we love you very much. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the ears. Thank you for the call. Big love, my man. Ciao. Thanks, Thanks for calling, for the Otis. Podcast, Catch boys. Anytime. Later, homie. See you, buddy. Bye. There you go. Good man. A call from your boss. How good? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Kill Tony. Kill Tony, you go up. You get one minute on stage. You get one minute on stage in front of um, the huge audience at the comedy store, in front of 
professional comedians and then they bring on a guest, another professional comedian, like some big guy, it could be anyone like from, you know, Dom Irera to Anthony Jeselnik to fucking uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. It could be anyone. And and just to be, for anyone who doesn't do stand-up, one minute is nothing. Like Absol- one minute is almost impossible to get anything going. Impossible. But luckily for Tom and I, we are Jeselnik students. Jeselnik <laughs> uh, <laughs> in possession. Read, Im- read imitators. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, we, 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 I've got a couple one-liners. So... Je- uh, Kill Tony, <laughs> Kill Tony was coming to Sydney, and uh, I blew my mind. I was like, "That's unbelievable!" So I bought my girlfriend. I bought Anthony Sawleg Skinner, as mentioned in previous podcasts, and I put my name in the bucket three times with Anthony, Tiana, my girlfriend, and myself. So, and so the the rule being, anyone can put their name in the bucket, but you can only put your name in once, only once. And then you've gotten your two friends, you got Skinner and T, to put in uh, to put your, Elliot uh, EJ Rovetti. We've put in Elliot EJ Rovetti. In oh, the as in, as different names. As different names. Okay. So Elliot EJ Rovetti. So, oh, so Elliot's one, EJ's one, Rovetti's one. Precisely. What are we gonna do if they call out Elliot and EJ? Um, send, just just pretend Skinner like up. I wasn't here for the one of them. One, okay, one yeah, guy, because yeah. that happens tons in the Kill Tony podcast. Is they call up a name and. They know that the person's there, but they don't come up because they're terrified. That's pretty clever. Right. Um, so uh, I was going to go in there, and I, I was watching the show. Blew my mind. I'm having so much fun, but I have this feeling that statistically I should be going on stage. I should be going on stage because my name is in that bucket three fucking times. How many names do you reckon were in the bucket, roughly? You had to um, guess. I don't know because the um, it, it had seated whatever the capacity of the big room in the factory theatre is um is whatever that is mm. um that's how many people were there and i don't think that everyone put their name in the bucket yeah them. i mean just for context like the big room in the factory theater i think it holds like 400 people like mm. it's a big big room they would have had a lot of people there shit load of people and uh i have my name in there three three times but it's getting to the end of the show and i have not been called up and i'm i'm literally i have this like adrenaline dump where i'm starting to like get tired like i'm falling asleep in the chair mm. and skinner's like pushing me going like what are you doing you idiot like, say wait <laughs> And uh, they go, we've got one more tonight. We've got one more act tonight. And uh, I kind of sit up in my chair and they, re- they pull it out of the bucket and they pull out Seizure Kaiser. They pull out Sydney comedian Seizure Kaiser who has been on the Kill Tony show in LA once before, years so, so, ago. So the other the other context about Seizure is Seizure's been doing comedy in Sydney for like, I think, 11 or 12 years. Mm. He runs a lot of the rooms that we kind of came up in. Like, he definitely runs a lot of rooms for up-and-coming Sydney comics. We know Seizure well pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, he was on Kill Tony, I think, maybe like five or six years ago, and crushed. Did a great job. Did such a good job. Way better than I thought he was capable of doing. Yeah, he absolutely crushed. They invited him to go to the Ice House that that weekend mm-hmm. when he was there. They said, "Hey, why don't you come and do more gigs this weekend?" Just did such a good job. Smashed it. And that going to the Ice House is a very very rare thing handed out on the podcast. Mm. So great job, Sage Kaiser. But they, he got called up on stage, and I was like, "This is um, I can't believe this happened." And so they call Seizure up on stage. Seizure gets on stage, and the first words out of his mouth are, "Thank you for having me up on stage. I've actually already been on this show once before." Can I give my spot to somebody else? Mm. And the, Tony looks at to, him to, and goes, no, 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 not just somebody else, to my friend. To, my, I give friend. It to my friend. Can I give it to my friend? I've seen the video of this. I've watched this a few times. There's a video of it. We're going to post this shit as well. But then the audience starts to go, boo. And Tony goes, no, no, you can't do that. 
uh, you you fucked it up. Go back downstairs. Get on the stage, yeah. And he and and like uh, seizure just goes. All right, cool. Puts this, the mic back in and walks downstairs to a, a house of booze. <laughs> Everyone's oh man, it's so hard to watch. Everyone's was, booing him oh, so heavily. It's pretty heavy, man. And then he goes and to, and Tony goes, fucking idiot. Like I mean, we, you don't control what happens up here. Anyway, back to the bucket. Goes in the bucket, pulls out a name, goes. Reretti? <laughs> Skinner can't spell. <laughs> no, no, he goes, Reretti? Skinner looks at me and goes, uh, that's you. And a bunch of people around me go, uh, go and get a mate kind of thing. This fucking random, like, I walk up on stage and uh, I'm like, holy. What was your response when you heard the name? When you heard Reretti? I, uh, I was prepared. I was ready, to be honest. And that's yeah, why I was yeah. getting tired because I was ready. It was inevitable to me. So I walk on stage and I start my first joke, right? I start my first joke, I get midway through into it and someone in the audience heckles. Someone yells out, tell your own joke. And I start rushing in my mind, kind of thinking like, what do I say? Like, what do I say to this? How do I respond to this? What are the rules on Kill Tony? What has everyone done before? And what hits me is like uh, nothing. But like what I, now I realize is that no one ever heckles on Kill Tony in LA. And if they do, they get completely chewed out by the audience and Tony Hinchcliffe. So I paused for far too long and <laughs> Tony Hinchcliffe over my left shoulder says, that's really disappointing, Sydney, that you guys would do this. Uh, you don't, We don't interrupt people here. They get there one minute kind of thing. Uh, so if you guys can just be quiet and shut the fuck up, I'm sure like, you know, let's go do a joke. Restart the minute. And so they restart the minute for me. I change my joke, do a great job with the joke. And then Tony says, see you guys uh, in, 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 Comedy, there's a thing called timing. And uh, <laughs> apparently in Sydney, they don't use it kind of thing like that. And like, uh, and I, he just, we, we had this sort of great fucking, I was like, thank God he saved my life. And uh, there's a band member, uh, the band member, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins. And he's known for slap boxing other comedians and sometimes people on stage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, cause he like interviewed you after the set, right? That's right. And so when he interviewed me, I just kind of was like frozen and like, I'm, I'm so boring when people ask me what I like. And they're like, what do you do, Elliot? And I just kind of froze and was so happy about the set that I just did that I was like, uh, I don't, I like boxing kind of thing. I love boxing, but it's not my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so defining. No, no, not at all. And so like, and so then I go, I love and he goes, really? Because uh, Jeremiah over here loves slap boxing. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm in kind of thing. Gets Jeremiah and the audience into it. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, I, I'm just having these flashbacks of hitting kids too hard when I was little. You did look a little bit soft-handed in because the Because I was having flashbacks of kids, of like having a playful thing with like a friend or a girl, like even like wrestling with a girl or something. And then be, like the, everyone being like, ooh, like you went too hard and got too <laughs> That's competitive. That's the worst feeling. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so I was like, I really don't want to be like, oh, you just tagged me. Wham, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> be yeah. like, Lay him out. And I was like, I'm taking an L on this. I already won on the set. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of chilled, whatever. He let him slap me up a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, then you did. So I remember watching it and being like, but Elliot was good at boxing. I just what really didn't, no, I really didn't want to like, I really didn't want to take that L on stage in terms of everyone likes the set and then be like, you're a bully, dude. This uh, is supposed to be comedy. You know, I'm like, it, <laughs> when, I so, can't draw that line competitively. This is, this is a, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to Kill Tony, but just very quickly. When I was like, when I was 18, I went over to the UK and I worked at a school over there and I worked at the prep school. And uh, one week they did like uh, the kids versus the teachers cricket game. And I couldn't tell whether the teachers just sucked or were just taking it easy. Mm. And I came out to bat like well towards the end. And the kids were like giving me shit and trying to sledge me and stuff. And uh, the second ball, this guy, like he's 12. And he pulls this short ball and I just smashed the fuck out of it for six. <laughs> and I was like so puzzled, like, 
was that really good or fucking lame? <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone like, these are children. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, they thought you were more grown up. I also thought I was more grown up and knew that I shouldn't, uh, knew how to tell a better story. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's to save you signing off and killing me in the uh, sign off at the end of this podcast, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll kill myself right now. Guys, I'm sorry about the, that story. <laughs> I'm going to get better now. I the story was as bad as you thought it was. Maybe it was. Who knows? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, if, if even if it wasn't told, interesting things happened in the story. Yeah, and that's what's amazing is that I can ruin them. <laughs> <laughs> I can ruin the magic. Yeah, that all of the, like, every domino can line up for an amazing story and it still feels boring. I just get <laughs> like this fat kid with two left feet. <laughs> Are we just gonna go straight away? Are we gonna wrap this up in joke of the week, or are we gonna? Are we gonna... <laughs> you have a story. <laughs> the tremendous podcast is proud to present jokes from around the world. Mi tía acaba de tener un bebé y no para de preguntarme cuándo voy a ir a verlo. ¿Cuándo vas a venir a ver el bebé? ¿Cuándo vas a venir a cagar el bebé? ¿Cargar el bebé? ¿Lo más valioso en tu vida? No, gracias. Me he visto tirar una fona al suelo y en verdad quería sostener eso. And we're back. That we are. Uh, so, Elliot, um, Elliot is very despondent about how that story just went. He's clearly still on the bomb train from Wednesday night. Hasn't gotten himself out of that little funk. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I am not. I'm feeling that rocked me for my set, <laughs> for my set tonight. I was thinking about because usually you have really great stories. I think the the outcome is no stories uh, that don't end either in violence or you losing. I think those are the only, like, I was thinking about what are the great stories? <laughs> stories of Elliot's dad beating the shit out of people <laughs> or of you wetting yourself at camp. Those are great stories. This story of you coming out the, the hero, I don't like it. I don't I like know. it at all. I know. Maybe I should post it. It'll be, it'll be even funnier if I clip the video with our conversation and just the <laughs> failure of a conversation <laughs> and then try on video. <laughs> or me perceptively try, try. You know what? This whole thing is a disaster. <laughs> anyway. Not, okay. <laughs> uh, we've got a few things. We've got a few, uh, you know, embers in the fire that we haven't quite followed up on. I think actually one, I, I forgot to mention this when we were just talking, but uh, Elliot Spelling Bee. Still, still oh, not happening. Fuck. We Guys, reach out with That's your children. I got to do. I'll write that shit down. Get get your children in touch with us. You know, with no adults present, no supervision. Just get them to just drop them off. Just drop them off with Elliot and I on a Friday afternoon. That no. might be our toughest challenge: is just getting a child to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. I think the thing, and we'll, we'll we'll we can call them out in the podcast right now. Uh, Laura, yeah, Laura's got kids. Laura, put your kids in touch with us. Let's see what they can. Let's see what they can spell. Yeah, that's right. That would be fucking tremendous. You got you, you, um, you Tom uh, actually delayed a little bit with the uh, re, what's it called? The fucking release of our episode on Thursday. Oh, on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the upload. I don't know. It what was a little happened. bit late. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Shit happens. But we did get an out like a little bit of an outcry from a couple people, and uh, Laura was one of them. And she was like, "What are you guys trying to? Is this a sick joke? Are you guys trying to ruin my Tremens Day?" <laughs> yeah, Thursday's Tremens Day, and the Menzies, uh, whatever Laura's last name. And household. now it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's that's one thing we got the spelling bee. We need some kids. Give us some kids. Uh, Let's talk to them. And then the other thing that I raised last week that we're still pushing on is our collaboration with the Australian Wrestling Federation. Oh yeah, 
which we are, we are pestering the AWF as much as we can. They are ignoring us. I don't know how. They Obviously, don't have an Instagram page. They must be busy suplexing each other somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening. They don't have an Instagram page. They've got only got a Facebook page. Busy suplexing. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Ric Flair documentary? The uh, no, but I'd like to. Oh, it's awesome. Like they talk about how um, when he first started picking up wrestling, like some college friend of his brought him along, and they did it this. Uh, abandoned warehouse and the warehouse was seven stories high and what they would do just for warm-ups every time is they would run up the stairs run back down and then they would fireman carry up each other up the stairs and back down and then they would do like wheelbarrows where one hold the ankles oh and the and that was just the warm-up at the, at the start <laughs> and that's what we're going to be doing with the awf so what we need from the people tremendous guys please oh, can you message the awf on facebook and say get in touch with the tremendous boys because we need your help if that would be great. If I'm going to choke slam Elliot through a table off a ladder, <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to help me. If I get to win, if I'm going to win a Hell in the Cell slash TLC match with Tommy, <laughs> Wickham, I'm going to need your help. That would be awesome. Um, and any any anything else to anything else to discuss? Um, no, I, I think I've done. I think I've done all the damage I'm going to do. Yeah, no, you've you've brought this podcast down enough for one I'm week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here's one thing I would actually like to plug is um, I'm doing a show. I'm doing a split bill show. At, oh, I love that we can do this. I'm doing a split bill show at Potts Point Hotel. Oh, shit. Yeah. On Tuesday, the 9th of March with our good friend Alex Milenkovic. Milky. I meant to talk about you this in person because I saw you post it and I didn't want to be just uh, one of the bunch of people messaging you about it. But um, uh, you would have been the only one. Well, <laughs> congratulations, Tommy. That's fucking awesome. No, that'd be cool. So uh, Alex and I both doing about, I don't know, half an hour stand up or whatever. Uh, come along if you want to come see me do stand up. Both guys, place to do it. Alex Milinkovic, uh, you guys know Tom Wickham is uh, Tom Wickham. He's the man. He's the other pillar of this tremendous podcast. And uh, Alex Milinkovic, Alex Milky Milinkovic, we're going to make that stick. Um, he is also very fucking, he's also, he's one of my favorite. We, I regularly post his um, sketches on my Instagram. Oh, you got to check out his Instagram. It's fucking uh, hilarious. Very, very good. He went to acting school, so his, uh, his sketches are very, very well thought out and acted. I would highly recommend checking out Alex Alex with an E-K. Alex Milinkovic. Yeah, he's Serbian, so it's yeah. going to be hard to spell. Yeah, there's a lot of Ks and Skoviches. Joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the week. Should we close it out with a joke of the week? You better believe it. It's my turn this week. Uh, Tommy Kev. I'm feeling pretty good about this one, so okay. uh, here we go. Um, I haven't even prepared one. That's how confident I am with you. So a, uh, a man is waiting in the hospital while his wife's in labor, mm -hmm. and the doctor comes out holding a baby and hands it to the man, and the man's holding the child, and he says, I'm sorry. Your wife didn't make it. And the man says, well, bring me the one she did make. <laughs> good enough? Sorry, you know what? Yes. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, you're still thinking. I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, well, I think you're better than that. But I also am trying to think about what's the scale of the joke. Of the <laughs> what are you going to make me fall off my seat every week? You have to make me laugh. It's a hard thing. I know it's coming. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Here we go. I'll, I'll try one more. But I, you know what? I'm just burning. I'm burning bullets here, but I'll give it one more chance. All right. A uh, teacher is, is uh, running a maths class. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, imagine if your father owed $100 to a man at the bar. And every week he paid off $10. After four weeks, how much money would he still owe? Little Timmy, what do you think? And Timmy said, $100. And she goes, no, Timmy, that's not right. And Timmy goes, you might know maths, but I know my father. <laughs>
<laughs> That'll do. That's Tremendous, good. everybody. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>